soon that God is getting ready to do some great things in your life and already doing some great things in your life, but you have just got to recognize what the enemy comes as a disguise to, share, to, to make you lose your focus on what God has for you. We're going to be coming from uh, four, Philippians 4 and 8. I got some more scriptures, Romans 12 and 1 and 2, and Proverbs 4 and 23. And then we have other scriptures I'm going to share with you on today, but we're not going to be try to be before you alone. I'm just going to give what God has placed on my heart to give unto you. And I just thank God. Philippians 4 and 8. For the reading of the word, we're going to ask you all to stand, amen, in the presence of God and in honor to him and reverence to him. This is Philippians 4 and 8. I'm reading from the HCSB Bible, uh, study Bible, and I just I pray that you uh, uh, follow along in yours, amen, because we all have the different uh, translations. And But I just want you to read, we're going to just read this and get an understanding for ourselves. The Holy Spirit give us direction and lead us into the word as he brings forth that revelation on today. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any more excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. I'm going to read down to 9, too. It says, Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and God and the God of peace will be with you. Let's go over to Romans. Amen. 12 of 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And it reads as thus. It says, Therefore, brothers, so to the brothers again, by the mercies of, of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look to your neighbor and say, the renewing of your mind. It's, a, it's a something important in that, what he's saying, but the renewing of your mind. continual renewing, continual says renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good pleasing and perfect will of God. I'm going to say that again. The renewing of your mind will help you to discern what is the good, the pleasing and the perfect will of God. One more thing. We're going to roll over to Proverbs 4 and 23. Proverbs 4 and 23. Hallelujah. The psalmist, the Proverbs, the psalmist says, it says, the Proverbs says, number 23, says, guard your heart above all else, above all else, for it is the source of life. I'll say that again. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. You may be seated in the presence of God. And I bless God for, like I said, once again, for each and every one of you coming out. And being with us on this great day, you may have your seat, amen, in the presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. In this month's series, we're going to be talking about, amen, in sermon's topics, we will be putting our main emphasis on character. Our theme for the month of March will be character under construction. Character under construction. If I were use it for a topic, I would use that same that topic as my theme, but I would use a subtopic and say character under structure, that's the main theme, but I would say in my subtopic, I would say controlling our thought life. Controlling our thought 
life. In a construction site, we usually see old foundations being torn down and a new foundation being developed on the site. God is in the process of developing character in our lives, and he wants us to be a part of the process of renewing our mind that will result in transformation or being transformed or transformed lives to do a new thing in our mind, the construction of the old man being destroyed, but the new man is coming to life. God expects us to see a change in the lives of, of all of, of, of who hear. He expects to see a change in the lives of all who hear. We must seek God diligently as he takes us from the new from the old man or the old man, the old way we thought, the old life to the new believers to a more mature and understanding of who he is and who we are in him to bring that maturity in each and every one of us. What is character? Our character is much more than just our reputation. Reputation is only what others see and think about you. Our character is who we really are. Even when we know, when no one is watching, character traits are the quality that makes us who we are. I'm gonna say that again. Our character is much more than just our reputation. Reputation is only what others see and think about us. What others see and think about us. Our character is who we really are. Even when no one is watching, character traits are the quality that makes or make us who we are when satan wanted to lead the first man and the woman into sin he started by attacking the woman's mind how many know and how many have read and how many have heard that the mind is a is a battlefield for all these things that are come at you those things that the enemy wants to throw at you and the mind is the one that is it, 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 being attacked each and every day because Satan wants to lead us into those thoughts, into the sinful ways that of this world that will take us from the thoughts and the ways of God's word of who we really are. See, the world don't know who you are. They give you names. They give you nicknames. They give you names that they don't, that don't even match you. They, tell you. they call you a bully if you just fight a little bit. They call you, you, you're dumb if you don't, you can't even, can't, can't, add, can't add all the numbers they want to can add. So, so, so the world puts you in a category and puts you in a situation that they want to put you in and close you up in that situation. But if you believe what they tell you, then you become who the world wants you to be. But God has already told us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are, we are his masterpiece. We are his apple of his eye. He told he loved us. He loved us that he, he, he loved us so much that even he gave his only begotten son because he knew you was worthy from the beginning of the time before you were even your mother's womb. He knew you were blessed and highly favored. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Can't the world can't tell me who I am because I already knew who I was before I was in my mother's womb. God had already spoken to me in my in the spirit, man. And when he placed me in this body of, of, of the dust, amen, he had already told me who I was. But I had to come into realization of who I was when I woke up from that street, from that from that from that sleep that he he brought me out of when he blew his breath inside of me. I had to come to understanding. So I already knew who I was, but I had to walk in what I am and who I am in Jesus Christ, according to his word. See, how many of y'all know y'all are a word? If, Jesus, if God formed the world from the universe from the word, guess what? You are here. Jesus came down here. The word came down in flesh. So guess what? We now are flesh, so we're walking. In, that's what the Bible says. We're walking in living epistles read by men daily. So we got to be the word. 
for this word inside of us have got the that God has given to each and every one of us. We have got to understand. We have got to let that circulate and be our mindset and our mindset. That's why I say think of those things above and not beneath. Think of those things that are true, pure, commendable, praiseworthy. That's why I read the first scripture to you each and every one of them. We've got to read those things to cover the word that inside of us. We've got to draw that like a living well. We've got to bring that to our remembrance. And allow the spirit of God to bring it to our remembrance. So guess what? Then we really know who we are. The devil can't tell us nothing. The world can't tell us nothing. And I can't even tell myself. I can't even tell myself I'm not that. Because guess what? The word tells me I am. And that's what I believe. Because we've got to walk by faith. See, what you're doing, you're walking by faith. You're building this. You're building this because the Bible said Jesus grew in stature and wisdom. So I'm growing in the wisdom that God has inside of me to know who I am. Because right now, we all are under construction. We all have a mind process. We are all going through thought process that causes us to think about things that may cause us to think we can't do nothing, can't do that, can't do this. But God tell me in his word, and when we line ourselves up with the word, he said, I can do all things through Christ that give me the strength. I can't do nothing in myself, but I can do all things through Christ who give me the strength. So when you're un- in your work of, under- of being under construction, guess what? Now you're allowing God to these, the, 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 the tear, away or the, uh, tear away those things or purge those things that are inside you that are not like him. Because you want the character and the image of God that which you already created in you, but you want the character of God. You want the mindset of God. You want to think like God. You want the, the mind of Christ. You want to be clothed up in Christ. So when you walk on this earth, guess what? The enemy can't tell you. And you, matter of fact, it's not the enemy. I come to tell myself it's not the enemy no more. One songwriter says, I'm not, I am my very worst enemy. The enemy can't tell me nothing because guess how, cause I should already know as a child of God, in the world I was doing this thing, but God, right, when, I, when I came out of that situation, out of darkness into the marvelous light, I became a new what? Creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become. I may look the same, but guess what? Inside, guess what? I'm, not, I'm different. I, it was already there, but I just came to realize that I, wake, I woke up now. See, what the, what the church now needs is awakening inside of you. It needs to be woke. It's awakened. Come out all these teachers in here. Help me out. They need to be awoke, awake, or whatever you want to call it. It needs to come out of the sleep that it's in, and you need to let you know the spirit man inside of you is greater than he that is in this world. You've got to understand these things because if you don't, you'll be downtrodden. You'll be misconfused. You'll be confused. You'll be talking about, woe is me. You'll be sick all the time. You'll be this and that. You'll, be, you'll, be, you'll, 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 you'll drain, drive yourself to drinking. Because these things of the world will cause you to lose all kind of focus on what God has called you to be. How many of y'all know y'all are a royal priesthood? How many of y'all are a holy nation? How many of y'all know y'all were brought out of darkness into the marvelous light? How many know that God has called you out and he took the, you took the spoils of the enemy with you? And guess what? He said you will have all that he desired you to have because he's going to give it to you because he's your father. How many of y'all know that God is your father? And you're going through construction, this construction aspect, this process. God said he wants you to be in that process. He wants you to walk with him. See, what God is saying, I put it all inside of you. Now you all got, all you got to do is dig from the, the, uh, the, dip from the deep well inside of you. The word that's hidden inside of you, that word that flows like a river of living water inside of you, that stream that flows in you, that's the word. That's why the Bible says, now, now that we know, know the difference between even and good, now he says death and life is in the tongue. So what we got to do is start speaking negative about ourselves and start speaking positive, because I think positive words bring positive results. If I have a mind of Christ, I never will say nothing because I know the plan of God for my life. 
I know that God has an expected end for me. I know that everything I do is, 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 is good for my good, not for evil. I know that he has a hope for me that I have shoes. I have my name written in that book, and I'm rocking in that hope of going on. And I will see him face to face and hear him say, what? Well done, my good and faithful servant. So now my foundation is set up on the word, and I don't care about what the world say about me. I just, I'm just concerned about what God. I think the Bible says I'm concerned about I'm wor- I shouldn't worry about the one that can destroy the body. And I'm just worried about the one that can destroy this body and the soul. See, man don't have a place to put me in, but guess what? God has a place to put each and every one of us in. And matter of fact, he's there already knowing, what is, already knowing what's going to happen in all our life. But everyone in this room, I'm, counting, I'm, I'm declaring the decreeing that you are in the hands of God and in the hands of the Son. Because guess what? Now you're walking in the everlasting life of him. And guess what? He gives you life and he gives you life more abundantly. That's what you got to understand. He gives you life. He into you, but then he gives when you woke up and came to yourself and you shook it off. Guess what? Now you're walking in abundance of life. Because he has everything for each and every one of you. And every one of us. See, guess what? If I don't have it, sister O has it. So guess what? Now what well, guess what? When I go to her house, guess what? She got meat on the table. Guess what? I bring my peas, I she bring her collard green, I bring my chicken, she bring her. So guess what? Then we have a table sitting in the presence of the enemy, and guess what? It's not my table, it's his table. And guess what? It's not, it's this, and I'm not lacking nothing because it's his table. He's sitting at the table with me. And although we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God said, I will be with you forever and walk with you, talk with you. I was running down. I was doing some, I was doing some, I was doing some, oh man, we doing this challenge. I was doing this challenge for 2019. I had to do it now we're on our own, on our own challenge, getting our own miles. And what I was doing, I was, just uh, LC just showed us, told us about a different route. And I met my wife. They were coming back from their route. I said, well, I'm going to go down here and do this other route. I didn't tell him where I was going. I said, I'll be back later. I didn't know it was going to be later, but it be later, later. But I said, man, I said, I was, that was a long trail. But I went down through that trail, and it got dark on me. But as I was getting, it was getting dark. It was the first trail. It seemed like the light, the, the trail lit up. And God brought back to me. He said, well, although you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, you will feel no evil. So that trail lit up because it was dark. And I walked in. I started walking on it. It got light. And I said, see things, I see things around me. But then I turned to the, took to the right instead of going to the left. I took to the right and went to come a tunnel. It's a tunnel you're walking through. And man, I said, oh my goodness. I said, it was, it was so dark in there. I was like, I can, you know, how you know, you, you know, you got the light that shine. You can see your, your reflection of your shadow, your, your, your shadow. I said, I could be more than one. It seemed like a whole bunch of things were going on around me. I was looking around. I said, man, I said, and then I came to God said, listen to you. Listen, 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 look at, look at you. I said, you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you should feel no evil. See, what the devil wants you to do, he wants you to get all discombobulated and all focused on the things around you, what's going on around you, what's going on in our community, what's going on in our jobs, what's going on in our, in our nation. God said, he don't want you to be concerned about that. He told us, let, let, our, not, let, let not our hearts be troubled. He said, let this mind that's in you be the mind, in, mind of Christ, in Christ. So you got to realize these things. All these things that are going around you, all he wants you to do is to why after he tells in, 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 in seven, uh, Second Corinthians 7 and 14, he said, all you got to do is humble yourself, pray, seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. Matter of fact, he said, I'm forget what I'm going to do. I'm going to forgive your sin, and then I'm going to heal the land. But what he's talking about that land, he's not talking about this outside. Because y'all know this heaven, this, this earth right here. How many of y'all know this earth right here going back? It's going to be destroyed. Heaven's going to be even destroyed. It's going to be a new thing. We're going to be walking on some new grounds. Because everything, everything right now is under construction. Look to your neighbor. Everything is under construction. Right now, your, you, you, your walk, your talk, 
your eyesight, what you see, because you used to see some things. Everybody knows some, you, see, you used to look at some things that you didn't want to supposed to be looking at, but now all that's under construction. And see, what God is trying to do, he's trying to get your thought life, you're thinking, you're thinking like him. So you know his, your thoughts, his thoughts are higher than ours, his ways are higher than ours, but he wants you to think like him. He want to give you a little bit of a nugget that he want to get that revelation that blow and turn that little thing light up over your head. All he wants to do is give it a little portion because you can't take it all. But he wants you to take that what you got and use it. He told Moses, use it, apply it, apply what I gave you. Apply what you got. And Moses started praying the sea opened up. And they walked across the land on dry land, not muddy. They didn't have to, they didn't have to come and do like this. They walked over, they walked on cross, and then they, then, 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 then they got over there and started praising God. But under construction, there's a lot of things going to come to you. Think about these construction sites. While the, while the building is being torn down, there's a lot of things that come at it. There's, there's a big old machine come at it. People coming in with pitchforks, coming, coming, coming with demolition. This is what God is doing with us. He's allowing us to go through this construction. So guess what? When those things come at us, we allow, we know we, when we come, our foundation is going to be strong. We can go through these situations. Some things are going to be torn off. Sometimes they replenish, the, re, re, refurbish the house. Something, everything won't be torn out. So guess what? Everything is not going to be torn out of you. Everything is not going to be pulled from you. Everything is not going to be purged from you. Because that's why God said, in you, in you, that's a new creature. He's talking about not, this is old stuff. This old stuff. This, this old, this old body. But being refurbished. Look at your neighbor. This is an old body being refurbished. Because guess what? Being refurbished, your spirit is already in your soul coming to a grin. And guess what? The inner man makes the outer man look pretty. Good God Almighty. So when they go inside a gutter house, they don't leave the outside looking bad. Some places don't. I know in Italy they do. But I mean, you know, in Germany. But then you get, they don't go inside a gutter house. Guess what? They, they, I mean, y'all had a, a nice inside house and the outside looked like a shack. People run up to you, man, you live here? They, they, don't, they don't say that, but they be doing like this. Then they walk in and say, whoa. Then they go, then they go back out like this. They go, so they, that's how people look at us. If we got God inside of us, we are clean inside, but we still had a earthly mindset. We're not thinking of the things that are good above and not beneath. We're looking at those things that are worldly because a lot of time we are straddled, trying to put ourselves in the world and also in God. You can't do that. Because guess what? When you do that, you lower your standards. Watch this. If I put myself and I try to go, go out there, guess what I'm doing? I'm lowering my standards. See, God is up here. He said, look to the heaven, look to the things above and not beneath. So if I'm, if I'm looking at the things of the world, I'm lowering my standards. Every time I get, try to get closer to the, what, to, 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 just trying to get foot, want this foot, but I want to keep my foot, I want to keep my foot. Oh, my goodness, help me up. Oh. I want to keep my foot on, in God and put my foot in the world. Guess what? I'm lowering my standards. So now the Bible tells us in Romans 8, when one says, grace, with, with grace always abound with people. So under construction, you have got to allow your, in your, in your walk, you've got to continue to keep your foundation settled in Christ. You have got to understand that all this construction, all it does is makes you strong. Because when they go into a room and they go to a building, they, don't take, they, they, they take that old stuff out and put new stuff up. That's what God is doing in you and me. He's putting new things in us. He's putting his love in us. He's putting his joy in us. He's putting the fruit of the spirit and he's taking out the works of the flesh in us. And our mindset of our old world side mindset, mindset now is not, the, not, the, not selfish now, it's selfless. So now I'm giving because God say give according to his commandment. Now my children are going to see me.
being being a man a man of God, walking in the fullness of God's ways. Well, guess what? Now I'm setting an example as Jesus Christ did for us. The wife submitting herself unto the husband as he follows Christ. So now they see a team, and now guess what? You're training your children in the way they should go. That's how Jesus did with us. So under construction, we cannot allow all this old stuff that's falling off of us. We cannot go and say, try to put that back on, try to put that back on. We got to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. You just got to let it go. Let it go. Because why would God want to pull something off of you, tear that, I mean, take that off of you, or prune it from you, or do whatever we want to do, take it off of you, until you get rid of it, and you go get it again. See, then you're making the old, you're making the, uh, the new house look like a shack again because you put old stuff back on it. Now the shingles are falling off. You want to put the old stuff back on it. Now you got, now you got the, now you in, inside you got, you got, you got marble floor. But on the outside you got, they got that, uh, got that old stuff that, that, that you got clay and mud. So you got to realize these things. So as God cleans you up inside, you have got to allow the outer man to change also. But it's not really going to change, is it? Because you're going to look the same. But guess what? You'll look the, you'll look the same to other to people, but they are coming to you say, "Man, Mama." There's something about you. That be walking up on your mama. You got a glow. I don't know what's going on. You, 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 what you doing, mama? Because they see the, they see, they, cause they can't see the God in you. But as you, cause they keep coming, guess what? As they keep coming, guess what you're doing? You are lifting Jesus up. And he said, he said, when you lift me up, he said, I'll draw all men Unto me, see what they're doing. You, they've been drawn to the God in you because you're allowing this old construction to become new. <laughs> Your old habits, a lot of things you don't do no more. God is pruning us all, but there's some things I do that God tells me I need to get rid of. Everyone in this room has errors. They call it issues of life. You have issues going on in your life in this reconstruction or this this, 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 uh, this construction. That's contamination inside of us. God wants to get rid of. He wants to let that go. That stuff go. But if we don't want to go, we hold on to it. And then guess what happened? It causes us cause us keep against those things that God wants to keep us in. It causes us to walk in disobedience. And then we're asking God, "Why are you doing this?" Because I'm sinning. I'm 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 I'm, I'm praying each day, God. I'm I'm fasting each day. I read your word each day. But guess what? Things are still happening because guess what? Of your disobedience. And that's what we learned about today. In our walk, we have to understand that this, our disobedience causes us to lose focus and go into the things of this old world, which Satan wants to do. Because that's what he did with the first man and first woman. He led them into sin. He started by attacking the woman's mind. Second Corinthians 1, 11 and 3 says, But I fear that as a serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your mind may be subdued from complete and pure devotion to God. This is he's talking to the brothers. He's talking to the Christians. He said he, he fears, this is Paul said, he fears that your minds may be seduced from complete and pure devotion to God. That you'll turn your mind away from God and drift away because guess what? You're falling for every wind and doctrine that this enemy is throwing out there and throwing. And now you're trying to dip into that and dab into that. And then guess what? Now you're getting caught up into situations, and then you don't, you're out there drifting without an anchor. So you got to remember the, the, God, the Word of God is your anchor. Everything, even this construction, this thing, the Word of God has always got to be your foundation. Everything that you're going through, and when you're going through your hurts, when you're going through your pains, 
you go to those situations that you feel like you're all alone, guess what? You have got to have the word of God as your anchor. That's all you got to remember. Say, God is taking me through a construction time frame in my life. I'm being, I'm getting, re, I'm getting, I'm being rebuilt. My stature is being rebuilt. My character is being, is under construction. I'm going and learning more about Jesus Christ, how He is, and who I am in Him. Those things that God allows a Christian to go through, all they're building, all they're doing is building your character, building who you are in Him, setting you to understand that He is your God. That's what He wants the children of Israel to know that they, they worship His God, but they want them, they want them, they want the King just like everybody else. I always tell, I tell some of my children, I tell them, say, you are, we are, you are very needy. People are very needy. They see something going on in somebody else's life, and they always they want they need that. They need this. They need a new car because they, and they got a two car in the garage. They need a new car because J- Sam, John, Judy, Judy got another new car. They need you know they need a new house. They need this. And we got to understand. That's what he told the children Israel. Don't go in there looking, th- trying to think about the, uh, what's in the what's in the land. Don't 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 don't, don't set yourself up like the people, enemy in the, in the land. You go in there and set, do what I ask you to do, and walk in the way I call you to do, and you're going to walk into the promises of what I have for you. So you got to realize these things. You got to realize these things that God has us in a perfect fix, in a blessed place, if you just stay focused and do as Abraham did. And allow God to be God in his life. Allow God to be God in your life. And that's what, I, that's what I'm encouraging you today. I'm just allowing you to allow God to be God in your life. See, when Paul was talking about that in, in that scripture of 2 Corinthians 11, 3, he said what Paul is warning the believer is that we open ourselves to deception and weaken any sense of conviction we have. When the word comes at us, we, we open ourselves up to that deception that the enemy has. But when the word comes at, at us, we, we weaken our senses of conviction by the word. A believer who is desensitized to sin begins to sin, be, to be, sin begins to get his or her knowledge of right and wrong from another source other than God. When you become desensitized, you think the truth is in a lie. And that's what the enemy does. He makes you think the truth is a lie because you don't know what the truth really is. I tell people in a day today, when you don't want to know a counterfeit dollar, you got to get the real thing, baby. If you don't get the real thing, a counterfeit will always be a counterfeit. I'm telling you. You have got to know when the angel, when the angel come at you like a light and come, the enemy come at you like a flood, when the enemy come at you like a light, angel of light, you got to know the real thing, baby. Women, men, dating, all this stuff. You got to know the real thing. Because guess what? If he come at you, he's going to come at you like a, like a, like a, I'm telling you, he's going to come at you like a prince on a, on a, on a white horse. And a queen, like a princess on a white horse. <laughs> but guess what? That horse is going to be a little, 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 little bit of donkey. And his old mare. And guess what? He's going to jump off that joke and you're going to think it's the best thing ever smoking. If you don't know the word of God. Because guess what? He said, if you got the sermon, he said, he's going to give you this sermon. And know for the enemy from afar. See, I tell my daughter, I told my daughter when she was growing up, I told her, it wasn't love that you married, you, go, you had a boyfriend. It was lust. Because <laughs> if, if it was love, guess what? You would still be with him right now because marriage, marriage, love, to don't, don't, don't break up. <laughs> love don't break up. Love don't say, I want a divorce. Love don't keep account of anything that's going wrong. Love helps you to see the things that your error is going to see the heart of man. 
But when I was lusting, guess what? I broke up with anything that come along. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could tell a sweet line. I can, I can go, I can go to, a, I can go. You know what? <laughs> I can go to a play. I can go to a, a record and get a whole bunch of sweet line and tell. Cause they, cause people are looking at that, at words. But you got to understand the words that come from your mouth should be the word of God. When God speaks through you to a, to your, to, cause that's what. And I and I and I'm telling you this. I I really I really I really I'm telling you this. I'm just saying, just stand straight up. I believe God put, put put men and women together for dating and things like that for marriage. Cause in our in our state of mind right now, when they when they're dating right now, all they're thinking about is one thing. Even in a, in, even as a Christian, I'm gonna tell you all that right now. Cause lust, flesh, the flesh rise up too. I'm going to tell you all that. So I believe when it comes to marriage, if you're dating, it's for a long time preparation. I'm telling you. So I'm just letting y'all know that now. When you come to me for counseling, that's what I, if it comes to new dating, talking about, I mean, that's the first thing I'm going to ask you. How do you know this is your wife? How do you know this is your husband? Who told you? How do you know? Where did you go? Who's it going to be involved in this thing? And those things right there, you got to understand. You got you got to ask questions when you get when you get married. I'm, I'm, that's another stuff. I, I'm sorry, I'm getting all, all. I don't even want to go that far because y'all are going to leave me when I y'all going to leave me. I don't want you. They said they begin to justify. This is what the believers. This is what the believers do. They begin to justify their sins instead of truly repenting, turning away from them. They become so desensitized, dead and numbered, numb, or unfeeling that they lose touch with God. When they become desensitized, you lose touch with God. We talked about this in Bible study. They become a drifter. When you become a drifter, you lose focus on what God really wants you to do because you're so far away from him. He's speaking to you, but you're not hearing him. And you got to realize that. you got to be close to him to hear him because he comes as a small voice. So he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you and the word abides in you and you abide in me, guess what? Then... You can come close to me. But right now, there's so many people so far away from him. He's speaking, but they don't hear. And they don't understand it. They're under construction. They still believe in him, but they're getting away from him because guess what? Now things are coming hard at them under the construction site. Now they're losing their thought life. They don't know how to, they don't, they don't think through God's thinking no more. They want to do it on their own. They want to do things on their own, put their own hands into situations. So you got to realize these things. When you drift away from God, you start putting yourself in God's place. Under construction, you got to stay so close to the builder that when he's building you, you're going to allow him to pick you up and move you into a position, take that out from there, and you can, then, then you, won't, you, won't, you won't be fighting against him, but you'll continue to allow those things to be placed inside of you because it's making you stronger. I'd rather have steel building me up than wood because wood rusts, wood die uh, right out. But steel will still get rusted, but it still stays strong. So you got to realize these things that God is placing inside of you, the word of God inside of you, and what the word is trying to place inside of you in your mindset, it's causing all kinds of confusion. That's why I hear a lot of people say, I'm so confused. Why do people say they're confused if they ain't God? God said, I didn't give you the, uh, the spirit of, uh, of, 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 of that confusion and all that stuff. I didn't give you that spirit. I didn't give you that spirit of fear. So why are we confused? Why are we going through situations confused with things going on around us? 
all we have got to do is believe like the word of God says, use the spirit of God, and he will bring forth understanding to every situation. Under construction, we get, uh, we, get a little, we get a little timid. We get a little fearful because we see things being pulled away that we, that we love. Those things that we love and we want to hold on to, we don't want those things to be removed. But when God starts removing those things, just like that man wanted to, want to go and have a, have, have a room, have a house, have company. You can go to any home. I'm, I'm telling you all this. Y'all probably had some had mothers like this or some auntie like this. You had a place in your house. She had a white couch, white rug, and everything was white. In that room, nobody can go in that room. But you can go any other place in the house, but you just couldn't go in the white room. For some reason, she had a whole bunch of whole bunch of whole bunch of guests, but nobody could go in that white room. But when you did go in there, you got to take off your shoes, you got to take off your socks, you got to get some new slippers on, you got to get this and on. That's what. That, 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 but that's how we do God. You say, God, you can't go in this part of my chamber, my heart, but you can have that and have this and have that. But guess what? You can't have this. But under construction, you're giving him, you're giving the person that's doing the construction free reign to move out the whole building. Because <laughs> if you do one part of the building, this part is going to stand and this part is going to fall down. Because guess what? <laughs> if, it, if it's still over here, and wood have been in here for 40 years. Guess what? That wood, that wood is soon going to be able to be rotted, right? Because this right here, and, all, and, all, and this right here is going to be the foundation. Guess what? And the foundation shift to the left. Guess what? It's over. <laughs> so you got to realize you have got to allow the Spirit of God, you have to allow the Word of God to fill every chamber of your heart. That's why we have so many headaches. That's why we have we worry so much. That's why we go through so many situations in our life. Because under your construction time frame, you're not allowing your thought life to line up with God's life or God's word. It's not picking on anyone in here, but it's going to tell somebody this when they go into a situation. Don't ever tell yourself that you can't do it. Now you're allowing your thoughts to become you. Proverbs 20, I think Proverbs what, 7 and 23, I think it is, 7. It says you, 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 allow, your, you, allow, you allow your thoughts. Those that thing that's in into your heart. Let me go and get it. Let me go. I want to say. I want to read this to you. But you got to understand this. Your thought life, according to Proverbs twenty-four and twenty-three, control the rest of your life. Keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of the others are are the issues of life. But then it goes on to say, so a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So if I start thinking about things in my life, in my heart, in, in my, and it gets down to my starting my mind. This heart saying in my mindset, my thought life. If I start getting my thought all discombobulated, cloudy, and, and, and fuzzy, and, and all this thing going in my head, I start to think, start causing confusion. That's what that's what confusion come in, because the enemy is confusing you of who you really are. But when you're walking with Christ, you got to allow those things that you come to your mind. You hit the Bible, so you got to quickly cast those things down. I'm helping myself today. I'm really helping myself. If you ain't getting nothing out of this, I'm helping myself. Because guess what? So many things have been coming at me. So many things. But every time I read the scripture, when I get up and doing my little praise in the morning, God begin to reveal things to me, share with me, and say, hey, man, you got it going on. You got it because you and me. You're fully armored. You got it going on, bro. You keep your helmet of salvation on. You walk with your preparation of God to your feet. You put that to gird yourself in the belt of righteousness. You continue to put the breastplate of prayer upon you and the belt of truth upon you and blessed of righteousness upon you. Use that shield. Use that sword. But that's what you need to use because you're fully armored. And those things that come at you, as a matter of fact, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just stand there, fully on it, 
let the devil come to you. You, 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 that one I'll be used to bring him in and try to overcome you. But guess what? Then I step, I step, I step up on me. I got your back. So a lot of times, no, we are fully armored, but we still think we have to fight the battle. You just got to stand still. He's already told Moses, stand still and see and know that I am the Lord and see the salvation of my God. How many of you know all you got to do is stand still? And your mind says you got to stand still. See, a lot of us stand, trying to think God got the word in us, but we still, even God tells us to sit down, but we still like that little child. We got to be standing up inside. God telling you to be still. Relax, man. Relax, sister. I got this. Sit down. Enjoy life. I give it you the abundance. I give you all that you need. Work when I work work while a day, but guess what? I'm telling you to do these things. Walk in the way I to, to direct you, but don't don't worry about it. Don't have to stay up all night. He said, I, he said "Hey, you can sleep at night." Some of God that never sleep nor slumber. I am your shepherd. How many of y'all know that? How many of us know that God is our shepherd? God is our Father. He's the one who said we the believer can call Him our Father because guess what? Those that don't believe can't call Him their Father. You got to understand these things. This is why God is telling us we got to continue. Even on this, uh, this construction of our character, we have got to really see what Solomon saw. He said in, in, in all this, in 4 and 23, he said, control the rest of your, what he's telling, keep your heart with all diligence. Solomon was referring to the garden of your heart in the scripture. He really means the inner core of a person, the thought, the feelings, the desires, the will, and the choices that make that person who he or she is. Your thought life makes you. What you think about yourself makes you. How you feel about yourself makes you. The desire that you have makes you. If you feel like you're about nothing, guess what? That's what you enemy want. You're that what you will be. So you got to realize these things. You got to understand this. You got to understand this. I may have a situation come on my body, but I, can, I believe the scriptures tell me that I'm made whole in Jesus Christ. He said, by his stripes, I am. I may have pains in my body, but by his stripes, I am healed. If he told me, I mean, I have a lot of money in my pocket, but he told me I have a, I have, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a royalty. I'm a king's kid. He said, I'm joined up with Christ. He said, all that I have in, in you, in Christ, guess what? In Christ, I, I have it too. So if he say I'm a supplier, guess what? He's on my knees and my, the want. I should not want nothing. I should not lack nothing. I got to believe that. And guess what? When I start believing it, I start perceiving it. I start producing what is in you. A lot of people that say they're about nothing, guess what they do? They sit down and wait on somebody to be a, just like the beggar at the well. Just like the blind man at the well. He waiting on somebody to pull him over to the well. I don't know how he don't know how far he was. I was if I was that person, I'll just start rolling. I don't care how when I, when I know the water is troubled. You when you know Jesus is in the house, when you know that the presence of God is in the place, when you know that God is with you and they say I'll never leave you nor forsake you, I would just continue to walk just like Moses, just like Abraham did. He told Abraham to get up and walk to the mountain. He said, when you get there, I'll share it, I'll tell you about it. And when he got there, he showed him. See, a lot of us walking in the path of God, knowing that we God is with us, but we stop him. We just we just get so content in what we are doing. But how many know in your contentment and under construction, you got to continue to move. You got to continue to walk forward. When the children go, they was was content with being with God, but the the cloud by day and the cloud by night continue to move. 
They were trying to set up tents. When the cloud stopped for a minute, they, the cloud kept moving. So guess what they had to up, up, do all that? Don't, pro, don't put your tent up right now. God said we're in a movement. It's a phase of movement. We are moving to the next generation. He told David to pursue it, overtake it, and then say, take back all. How can you be, how can you be, you, you, even on this, under construction of your character, you have got to get your thought mind, your thought patterns correct by the word of God. That's the main thing about it. That's the main thing. Allow this word to be your lamp and your light. Allow this word to be your foundation. Don't get caught up in where you are. Don't get caught up in what the government is doing. You just maintain this word right here. Because remember this. He told us that in the, in the, in the, in the, in the scriptures that he said it's the son, the, the, the government is going to be put up on a, on a child's shoulder. Guess who that child was? It's the one that you call, we call Jesus. Guess what he's doing? He's ruling in heaven and earth. He's ruling heaven and earth. But he uses us as his ambassador. But we are, we are ashamed and timid. He won't be can't, can't be can't be used like he wants to be used. How many know y'all got to be a mouthpiece for God? Under this construction, you still have got to be a mouthpiece for God. God is placing a whole bunch of stuff inside of each and every one of you. If you don't open your mouth, things are going to stay the same in your lifestyle, in your home, and in your wife, and in your marriage, and in your family, and all this. How many? That's why he put a team together. He put a team together us to lift up a standard here on earth to have dominion that's why he's taking us through all these situations in our life to help us to open our mouth and know that we are called to spread this gospel to crowd and spare not to walk in the fullness of him even under construction our thought life our thought life has got to change. Our thought life has got to be that mind that reflects God. That is why God examines the heart of a man, not simply his outward appearance and what he or she appears to be. The example was Samuel, and he anointed Daniel, I mean David, excuse me. So all the brothers were real, they were real stocky, wasn't they? They were nice, cut, groomed, and, but David was out there in the fields. They're all nappy, he was dirty. Had on sheep clothes, smelled like sheep. But when Samuel came to uh, get the get, get the king, or not the king, he had, he had to ask the father, "Hey, there's another." How many of y'all know God is seeking for each and every one of y'all, looking for you guys right now, because y'all in the proper place. See, David was in the sheep field. He's out there tending the father's sheep. Matter of fact, a lot of a lot of y'all have been pushed out, pushed in the in the, in the back forty, because the devil don't want the, want y'all to be recognized. A lot of y'all are saying y'all can't do this because guess what? The devil don't want y'all to be recognized. See, a lot of it in, in this room right here is much great, great, great talent and great gifts. Don't sit on your gifts. Don't sit on it because while you're under construction, God will build those things and make you who he says you are. Because you're already that. He just wants you to believe it. He wants you to believe it. And that's why you have got to walk out in him, knowing that it is him and not being yourself. That's what it's all about. He wants you to be in him. He wants you to be in him, the true maker of who we are, 
what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? When he talked about the mind of Christ, he's talking about, simply put, it means to think and act as Jesus did. A lot of people say, well, I want the mind of Christ. But do you really know what that would really mean? Mind of Christ. You know the plan of God. You want to think like Jesus. You want to think like him. You know the plan of God. You know like, the things that God has for you. You know, you know this word and you line yourself up with that word. So the plan of God can come to fruition, become manifestation in your life. That is what we want. We want the plan of God that's inside of us, that road map that carries to this, from this point to the next point. We want that to become manifestation so people can see the miracle signs and wonders that God is going to use us to bring forth for the unbelievers. So if you hold it on to your gift and hold on to that's inside of you, they won't ever see it. You won't be like Peter. You, got, you won't be able to walk into a situation where you're shattered here because you're too, sh- you're, too, you're too afraid to go into a crowd. <laughs> you're too afraid to open your mouth. That's what God, under construction of our character, God wants us to realize that we have a whole massive, a rough and massive structure inside of us. You have a whole lot of wood inside of you if it's just Jesus' work hanging from a floor. <laughs> I'm telling you, use what you got. Under this construction, use what you got. Your character is being built today. Your character is being built every day. Every situation that God placed you in, he's going to show you that you are one he had brought into the, to the man and the woman for the job. Watch this. Your thought life dominates, shapes your attitude. This is, this is powerful here. It says your thought life dominates and shapes your attitude. Watch this. Your thought life leads to an attitude. Your attitude leads to an action. Your action leads to an a, a achievement. Watch this. Your thought life leads to an attitude. Your attitude leads to an action. And your action leads to achievement. Y'all thinking about that? Y'all got it? Y'all thinking about it? Y'all got it? Uh, I see a lot of like, ooh, like the deer in the head, the deer in the headlight look. Like, what are you saying, Bishop? Watch this. With a mind of ten, with 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 your thought life leads to your attitude. So if you're thinking on something that's negative, it brings off it brings on a negative attitude. If you're thinking on something that's positive, it brings on a positive attitude. Watch this. It says your attitude leads to an action. So if you're thinking something negative, thinking somebody's talking about you, thinking somebody looking at you real funny. You th- then you want to, you, then you get inside your mind. Your mind says, "Oh man, they're talking about me." So guess what? I'm talking about them inside. Of, and then it brings on an action that brings forth something that may be negative towards that person. So the action brings on forth an attitude, which brings on forth an action, and then guess what? It brings forth an achievement. You're gonna do something. <laughs> you're gonna do something. You're gonna either say something or do something. If you think they're coming against you, and that's what the enemy wants. Think of those things above and not beneath. Carry ourselves as a man and woman of God. And hey, be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. That's why it's so important that we run the and live the word. Last thing I'm going to talk to you about, I'm going to say, I'm going to share this with you. Four nuggets to put in your, in your shepherd bag. These are four nuggets you can put in your shepherd bag. Put it high to write them down if you want to. Put them in your heart. I say what the mind attends to, it, cons- it, con- it considers. What the mind attends to, it considers. What you're thinking about, what you're thinking about right now, you're thinking about that. You're considering it to doing it. What the mind does not attend to, it, 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 it dismisses. What you don't want to think about, 
What you don't care about, you dismiss it. You place it, you just leave it. <laughs> but the mind tends to continue to believe. What your mind is continually thinking about, you start believing it. So if I want to be a millionaire, if I want to have money in the bank, I got to continue to believe that I am already assigned as being a millionaire. I have got to have it in my mindset. If I want to be a great, a great student in college, I want to have, I want to, I want to be a, a great teacher. I want, I want to be a word, a, a, a great exalter. I have got to see myself, and then I have to work towards what I'm doing to get to that point. And that's what God says. While you're under construction, your character is being so. What you're doing, you're allowing God to build your character. You're allowing God to build who you are. But when you allow God to build who you are as a, as a believer, then guess what? Then you begin to see yourself in that position even before you get there. I always tell people you got to see yourself before you see yourself in that position. The Spirit of God has got to show you in that, posi- in that position. You have got to see yourself in that position. I think I told one young lady I knew while she was here, she was getting ready, for, she just got here. She was waiting on a job. I told her, I said, you got to see yourself at that job. So what you got to do, you got to start getting up and dressing yourself as you're preparing to go to a job. The next couple of weeks, she said she started doing that. Next time she said, got a phone call, a job interview came for her. And she said, can you come? I just said, I just said, can you come? She said, sure. She said she was already ready. You got to be already ready for the situation to come or it won't come. You got to be ready. Somebody said, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. That's what he told the five, uh, the ten foolish virgins. You got to be ready. The five wise and five foolish. You got to be ready. Under construction, you got to be ready. Because you never know when that when you're going to when the Son of Man is going to come. Under construction, you got to be always ready. You got to be anticipating things to happen. You got to be expecting things to happen. You got to be lining yourself up with the Word of God and your foundation. Remember, your foundation has got to be set. It's got to be a sure foundation in the Word. I'm telling you. This is what I have. A thought life. It's all about your thinking. It's all about who you think you are, who you know that you are. It's about your thought life. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I'm gonna, I'm, when I was coming up in my marriage, I always went home thinking about what I could do. You know, what I could do. I never, had, I never did have too much room for, my, for, for family. But I always thought about what I could do. And it always caused a lot of havoc in my marriage. So we, we, even, even in our home, even if we're single, we got to realize, keep our mind focused on what God wants us to do or we start finding ourselves drifting. That's in our family. I'm telling you, it's all about what you think. So a man thinking in his heart, that's who he becomes. He, he truly believed it. That's what he said. He truly believed that in his heart. That's who you become. It's all about your thought life. It's all about your thought life. If I want a good marriage, I got to think. I got to believe it. I got to see it. For my children to be saved and continue to be saved, I got to see it. And they could but what you got to do, it's not, your fault. it's not your fault if they don't. Because what you're doing, you're training them up in the way that they should go. They have a choice. They have a choice. But you make sure that you're training them up. And then when they go out there, they'll remember that word, and be, that, that, will, that will 
draw them back unto the house of God if they desire. If they desire. It's a choice. It's a choice. You know why I say that? Because I have had people in, in, that I grew up with that mom and dad was teaching them the word of God, but they went out into the world and got caught up in the world and they never did come back. So don't blame yourself. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Miss Stanley. All it is about controlling your thought life. All it is is about controlling your thought life. And we just got to realize as a believer, pride is such a strong weapon and Satan is such a strong adversary that only a strong power can give us the victory. The power comes from the Holy Spirit of God. And, and, and God has empowered us to do great works he motivates us to go through this walk of life through the word of God. He gives us the means to run this race and being faithful to him and his word. But it's all up to us. It's a choice. Our thought life has got to be lined up with Christ. Lined up with the word of God. That is what the enemy comes at you with. He comes at situations that will try to confuse your mind and get you to dis disbelieve what God has told you in his promises. So if you lose focus on God's promises, then you lose focus on everything that God has promised you. Everything from family, money, riches, resources, home, children, you give up. <laughs> A lot of people have given up on life. Think about it. Pastors, giving up on life. Heard pastors say that he, when, they, when he got read and had, had talked to a guy, a pastor back in the day, back in the time frame, I think I'm reading when they told a lot of pastors was, was uh, kids committing suicide because they had given up because they said they had, man, a God had stopped speaking to them. I'm going to tell y'all this. If y'all feel God stopped speaking to you, stay on that same instruction, that last instruction that he gave you because you're under construction that you carry. Stay on the last portion that he gave you. If you ever feel like God has ever stopped talking to you, search his word. You may not always hear the still voice, but that word would always speak to you. The word of God would always speak to you because it's living. Revelation would come. He said, I thought God had stopped speaking to me when he made a note in the minute he left. God would never stop speaking to you. All you got to do is search his word because it's living. And that's what the enemy do. He try to cause your mind to be all confused and separated from God. Remember this. Stay on the foundation of the word. Stay focused on the word and live the word. The best knowledge you can ever have is applied knowledge of God's word to walk this walk that God has upon you. Applied knowledge, not just knowledge, because a lot of people quote the scriptures, but they don't live the word. They don't live it. Applied knowledge is the best knowledge you can ever have. Wisdom applied. All heads bowed and hung.
get ready to get up out of here. Is there anyone in this room that just want prayer? Is there anyone in the room that just want prayer? I just want you to raise your hand right where you are.